You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Give up means to surrender. It means to confess defeat. Confess that you lost. Confess that you didn't receive your better. To give up means to say that what you were hoping for wasn't real. To give up says that mentally you have had a change. of mind, change of heart. You chose to go after something. You were enthusiastic about it. But then you lost your joy, lost your fight, lost your determination. You stop being dogged. You ever seen somebody lose their fight? It's a terrible thing to see a child of God lose his or her fight. Especially when when God has went to the point of bragging on you. God used Paul to say to us, you're more than conquerors. More than conquerors. You can not only defeat whatever comes your way, you you can do more than just pin it to the mat. You're more than a conqueror. But some folk will allow situations, circumstances, and such to make the scripture out of a lie. Even though God cannot lie. If God says you're more than a conqueror, he wasn't just saying it on credit. He wasn't just talking just to be talking. He meant what he said. How many believe you're more than a conqueror? If you're more than a conqueror, it says that you should never give up. You should never throw in the tower. You should never say yes to the enemy. Am I talking truth? Now, when when it comes to giving up, 
There are a number of reasons why folks give up. But I want to talk about three reasons why folk give up. Number one, impatience. Get tired of waiting. Ooh. How many have ever been there? You get, just got tired of waiting. You got tired of waiting because you were on your your timetable. You wanted it to happen at 11. God was looking at 11. 11 was not on his timetable. It was just on your timetable. And it's not a good thing to be impatient, especially when one of the fruit of the Spirit, according to Galatians 5 and 22, is long-suffering. It's when you're not only willing to wait, but you are willing to wait as long as it takes. When... when you allow long-suffering to have its way. You acknowledge it's not based upon your time. It's based upon the time of the Spirit. And, and when you acknowledge that long-suffering is based upon the time of the Spirit, you further understand that you're in the will of God. Because according to John 16 and 13, it is the Spirit of God that will guide you into all truth. And so when I'm operating in long suffering, when I'm not being impatient, I am in the right place. I am in the will of God. And the best place to be, the safest place to be, is in the will of God. Somebody in here believes that. Will you preach to somebody the best place to be? And the safest place to be, finish it. Preach that to one more person. The best place to be. The second thing is time. You're impatient and, and then time. You, you think that the deadline is bigger than God. Whenever you think a deadline is bigger than God or a report is bigger than God, you don't understand in truth that God is sovereign. God is sovereign. That's who he is. He is sovereign. What does that mean, preacher? It means that he is in control of everything. God is in control of everything. Even that even people that tell you you only have so much time. They, they, they say it often with good intentions. But time, true time, is in the hand of God. And see, there's a, there's a saying that is actually true. It's not over until God says it's over. I said it's not until says it's what? Now, you have, you have to really grasp that because man will tell you it's too late. 
Man will tell you it's not going to happen. But if God has ordained for something to take place in your life, it does not matter the time. I said, if God has ordained for something to take place in your life, it does not matter the time. It does not matter your age. If God has ordained for something to take place in your life, I don't care if you're five or fifty. It does not matter. You can never be controlled by time. Never be controlled by time. Always be controlled by what does saith God. Because you can mess up yourself worried about time. Some people made decisions that affected their life for years because of time. They were so worried, so anxious in reference to time to where they signed something they never should have signed. They went after something they never should have went after. They decided to do something they never should have done because they heard the clock ticking. I better do it because I'm running out of time. Whose time are you on? God does not want you worrying about time. God wants you to know without question that you're in his purpose. And when you're in the purpose of God, time does not matter because God holds time in his hand. It ain't happening the way I want, but are you in the will of God? Are you in the will? Well, I wish it, it, it would happen. I wish it would take place. It seemed like it's happening for everybody else, but it ain't, it ain't happening for me. It don't matter. Are you in the will of God? If you're in the will of God, he's going to fulfill his purpose. You have to remember folk like Caleb. Caleb was 80 years old before he got his first house. I said Caleb, well, he was actually 80 plus when he got his first house. But you know what God did for Caleb? He made sure Caleb was still in the place he needed to be in order to enjoy what he blessed him with in his latter days. I got to move on but say to somebody, time does not matter in reference to God. What matters is if you're in the purpose of God. If you're in the will of God, God can do for you in one year what it took some folks 30 years to do. God can bless you in 10 seconds what it took 10 years for folks to receive. But he can do it in 10 seconds. Do you know God is that awesome? You, you say, how awesome is he? He has all power. He can do anything save faith. Third reason why folks give up. Pressure. Yeah, pressure. Something or somebody is pushing them. 
to make a decision. And often the decision is not one that the person that's being pushed wants to make. It's the one that's pushing them. The one that's pushing you is trying to get you to say yes. The one that's pushing you is trying to get you to do something you have no business doing. Don't ever allow pressure or force to cause you to choose something that you're not sure of. Because when you're not sure, that says that you're in confusion and the Bible is clear. God is not the author of confusion. God is not going to try to confuse you about this, that, or the other. God is going to be clear in reference to what he would have you to do. How many believe that? Matter of fact, how many know that scripture? God is not the author of what? But of peace. 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 Primary meaning of peace in the Bible is prosperity. God wants you to prosper. He does not want you to be in a state of confusion which can cause you to lose out or to miss your blessing. God is the author of peace. Why? Because he came for you to have prosperity. You remember what John said in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper. But if somebody is putting pressure on you and you are allowing pressure to get to your mind, to, to get to your soul, you're not going to have the peace of God. And the wonderful thing about the peace of God, according to the scripture, is that it surpasses all understanding God will cause you to prosper and, and you won't be able to put down on paper how it happened all you know is that God showed up and showed out I said all you'll know is that God showed up and showed out how many know the reason you have prosperity right now is because God did it good God say to somebody I'm prosperous right now and I'm prosperous in every aspect of my life. And I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why in two words. Well, three words. God did it. Say it one more time. God. Contextually, according to Hebrews 10 and 23, the writer did not want the saints. To give up. They want them to give up. As pastor of a place of refuge, I don't want you to give up. I don't want you to get weak in your knees, weak in your faith. I don't want you to buckle to pressure to throw in the towel. Paul wanted them to hold fast. He knew they were going through stuff. But he wanted them to be dogged. Despite what they were going through. Wanted them to keep their determination. Despite what was taking place in their life. 
wanted them to remember 1 Corinthians 15, 57 and following, which says, Employ, be steadfast and immovable. Wanted them to remain in their set place. Wanted them to remain in the mindset that God had placed them in. Wanted them to remember and remain in the season that God had ordained for them to be. You don't ever want to allow something or somebody to push you out of your fixed place. To push you out of the place that God has ordained to bless you. See, if somebody can move you out of better is here and better is coming, you're going to miss your blessing. You can't allow anybody to push you out of the place that God has ordained for you to be. Yeah, you're going through trials, but you still need to stay fixed. Yeah, you're going through hard times, but you still need to stay in your set place. Yeah, he did you wrong. He did you wrong, and I know you feel like cutting him but you don't need to cut him because that might get you out of your set place good God high five two folks and tell them stay in your set place because it is in your set place that God is going to bless you it is in your set place that God is going to do what your eyes have not seen what your ears have not heard it is in your set season that God is going to cause your better to run forth like water. It is in your set season that God is going to cause the gang sales to see how he is going to do for you what they said would not be done. Good God, I'm getting happy. I find somebody and say, God, get ready to do it. All I got to do is stay in my set place. All I got to do is hold fast. I got to hold on. So giving up is not an option. I'm done with even thinking it. When it crossed my mind, I'm going to resist it because I done made up in my mind I'm not going to throw in the towel. I done made up in my mind I'm not going to say uncle. I done made up in my mind I'm not going to give up. I don't care what happens. I mean, that's how you feel this morning. You're not going to give up. Hebrews 10 and 35 says, cast not away your confidence. Why? It has great reward. If I can just hold on, a change going to happen. Woo! If I can just hold on. He going to do that Job thing for me. What did he do for Job? He turned it completely around and gave him double for else trouble. 
I'm just going to hold on and do that Daniel thing. What did he do for Daniel? He not only brought him out of the lion's den, but he caused the enemies that put him in the lion's den to promote him and to bless him even more so than he was before he went in the den. Say to your neighbor, I'm not going to cast away my confidence. It get rough sometimes. But that's not a reason to give up. It get frustrating sometimes, but that's not a reason to give up. Don't have the money you desire sometimes, but that's not the that's not a reason to give up. Things are not manifesting as as quickly as you would like, but that's not a reason to give up. There is no reason, child of God, for you to give up. There is no reason for you to cast in the towel. Look at what he wanted them to hold on to. He wanted them to hold fast to their confession. To their testimony. You got a testimony. You got testimonies of how God did it. I said you have a testimony of how God did it. Got a testimony how when when the odds were stacked against you. God did it. Got a testimony of of when it looked like it was not going to turn out in your favor. God did it. Got a testimony of when the doctor gave you a certain report and said this right here was not going to happen but then God stepped in and he did it. Did what? What the doctor said could not be done. Even the doctor, when he looks at you, he knows he's looking out. He's looking at a miracle, even though he won't say it out of his mouth. Even folks who say they don't believe in God, when they look at you, they know that it had to be somebody that helped you out of your predicament. Say to your neighbor, don't you give up. Your confession. You got a testimony. It's some folk over on this side that they can tell you something and and you make you scratch your head, and the only thing you can say when they're done, God had to do that. Oh, y'all ain't by yourself. It's some folk right here that can testify of how God brought them from the bottom to the top. How God changed things in their life for the better. Am I talking about somebody over here? There are folk in this section right here 
that God called something to happen that had never happened to their family members. Had been on a generational curse all their life, but when they gave their life to Jesus, Jesus erased the generational curse, put a blessing on their life, and God started manifesting in them things that eyes have not seen. Will you tell somebody, can't nobody do you like Jesus? Will you get happy about it and say, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like? Look at another person and tell him or her, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody. You can't give up that testimony. Hold fast to your confession of hope. Hope is expectation. Romans 8 and 24 and 25 says in part, Why should a person hope? For what he sees. See you are expecting it to happen. Even though. It ain't adding up on paper. You not been told the numbers don't look right. The numbers may not look right. But your hope is right. Hope that is seen is not hope. For why should a person hope for what he or she sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, then we wait for it. Just expect it to happen. You're not expecting it because you're believing in a fantasy. You are expecting it because God's promised it. That's the reason the writer says, for he who promised is faithful. Say to your neighbor, I'm hoping for something because I know my God promised it. If he didn't promise it, I wouldn't even be hoping. But because he said it, I'm looking for him to do it. I know folks tell me I got to be out of my mind. I got to be crazy. But they don't know the relationship I have with my God. They say I'm too old for this to happen. They, they say I should just give it up and just forget about it. But in my spirit is a hope that won't die. In my spirit is a fire that can't be quenched. And I know God is going to do everything he 
Say to your neighbor, I got a hope that won't die because my hope is in the right place. Folk will try to talk you out of your blessing. Because they don't understand the relationship you have with your God. We'll try to talk you out of, of trusting God for your heart's desire because they don't understand that biblically speaking, God promised if you delight yourself in Him, He will give you the desires of your heart. Say to your neighbor, you can't pull it out. You can't throw away your hope. Because your God is going to do it. Oh, your God is going to do it. Your God is going to show up. He who promised. Look at the verse. Is faithful. I love telling folk about God's track record. God faithful. How many, how many times has God brought you out? You can't even tell me, can you? More than you can count. More than you can remember. How many times has it worked out for you? When the paper, the situation, the circumstances said it wouldn't work out. How many times? And who did you give the glory for causing it to work out? Say to your neighbor, it, it wouldn't make sense to keep hoping if I was looking to you to do it. But I ain't looking for you to do it. I ain't looking for the preacher to do it. I ain't looking for the doctor to do it. I'm looking for somebody to do it that sits high. I'm looking for somebody to do it that asks the question, is it anything too hard for me? I'm looking for somebody to do it that has already told me, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it be open. God, I'm looking for you to do it. And say to your neighbor, he going to do it. And I'm done. Let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember... Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.